are in the coffee shop with me and Tubin throat singer Enrique Ugalde, who you may know as Soraya. This is Oregon Music News Editor Tom D'Antoni. Once again, we're at World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason in Portland. You may not know what tuba and throat singing is. You may not know where the hell tuba is. If you don't, you sure as hell don't know why Enrique, originally from California, is now splitting his time between Portland and Tuva, where he has won singing competitions. Soraya is his performing name. Hopefully you've read the mammoth stories about Enrique in OMN, written by Noah Mickens. This is going to be good. Next time, trumpeter, composer, teacher, the incredibly versatile Farnell Newton. We'll find out what being on the road with Bootsy Collins is like. Right now, let's meet Enrique. Welcome to the cupping room. This is where we're sitting. This is the cupping room. Oh, excellent. It's where they cup things. Because it's coffee. Uh-huh. Cup things. Not cup. like no. not like the uh, the added, uh, no. uh, like, uh, after acupuncture, not the cupping room. No, not that. No, no. This is all coffee. <laughs> all, all coffee. Circular uh, hickeys on your back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess we, we need to just define some stuff because people... Sure. Given your recent TV appearance, people don't really know what you do. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. That's what I'm here. I mean, people who look at Oregon Music News have a good idea since we have written tens of thousands of words on you over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah particularly, of course, mm-hmm. who writes long and beautifully. Um, so, uh, first of all, for people who don't know, you are a you, your specialty is that you are a tuba and throat singer. Correct. And so people don't even know what a tuba is, <laughs> not, let alone that it's a country. Right, yeah. right, right. So let's let's get real basic right sure, away. Sure. Tuva. Absolutely. Tuva. Tuva is a semi-independent republic of the Russian Federation uh-huh. uh, that's situated right square in the middle of Asia. If you were to put your finger... In a, at a map of Asia, point it right in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's where it is. Actually, there in the uh, capital city of Tuva, which is uh, called Kazil, uh, there is the uh, center of Asia monument there. Really? But it's uh, uh, it's situated north of western Mongolia, basically. Wow. Uh, it's uh, southern Siberia. Let's just think about that. North, north of western of west- Mongolia. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about the yeah. actual outer Mongolia. When people talk about Outer Mongolia, <laughs> That's what this is? is where it is. Yeah, well, why? Jeez, <laughs> it's not just it's not just a an abstract idea. There's actually a place called. <laughs> I don't think they I don't think they actually refer to themselves as Outer Mongolians. Why didn't uh, you say so? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. To give a everybody knows Outer Mongolia. Outer Mongolia. <laughs> Nobody. You know, when people say Mongolia, they don't really know where Mongolia is. No. Yeah, so there's China, but they, and there's north tuba, of China is Mongolia. You say, you say tuba, you think of a musical instrument, you know what I'm saying? Oh, tuba, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's also been uh, mistaken as Cuba as well. I've been mis- <laughs> I've been reported on, in, in, in periodicals even as the Cuban throat singer, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why, that would be interesting. I know, it? sometimes I wish wow. throat singing came from Cuba. Jeez, wow. <laughs> could you, That'd be could you nice. do some clave and throwing and clave? I mean, yeah. well, I, well, the the trips would be a lot more luxurious, you know. <laughs> well, now in Siberia, I mean, yeah, geez, winters you... would be a lot easier to manage <laughs> <laughs> than 
Okay. 50, 60 below. All right. So Celsius. now we know where Tuva is. Mm -hmm. And we understand that it is, in fact, Outer Mongolia. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's Outer Mongolia. Now, uh, maybe a little more difficult to define is throat singing. Mm -hmm. What is it? Throat singing is... I mean, I can just give you the first. I'll give you the the uh, the, the the just the basic idea of it. Yeah. Basically, throat singing is a technique of harmonic overtone singing. Uh -huh. uh, uh, basically, using uh, your your throat to to you know and tightening it up in a certain way to, in order to create a particular tone. Uh -huh. uh, there are different techniques of throat singing. And uh, so you get the lower tones or the under undertones, uh -huh. like <clears throat> I can sing la 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 la, and then you add this particular technique called kagara, which is a type of throat singing, uh, and you're actually singing that note, but you utilize your voice in order to kind of create a, the undertone. So la uh -huh. la 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 la, you know. Yeah. So that's you're actually singing with your your normal tone, and so you're and actually going down and singing. Yeah. La, 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 you know. Yeah. That does. But that you does, actually create that note. That mm -hmm. doesn't hurt when you do that. Uh, it it did when I first started. I mean, uh -huh. I mean, it's it's just kind of you get used to it. But now it's now it's like breathing. It's really. Yeah. 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 Uh, of course, you know, you don't want to overdo it with any type of singing. You don't want to overdo right. it. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. So. Uh, uh, throat singing has uh, developed over many centuries uh -huh. in that area of the world. The Tuvans would say that uh, yeah, uh, it, it was the places and the spirits that reside in these places, like uh, rivers or mountains and whatnot, that mm -hmm. kind of, it's kind of their language. It's their language to speak back to nature. Huh. And so, yeah, you sit, they're very... You know, there's still uh, uh, a large portion of the Tuvan population is nomadic. Mm -hmm. They live in yurts. They're horse and sheep herders, and so they spend a lot of time out with nature. There's, there's, you know, you know, a lot of a lot of Tuvas. There's no roads, no fences. There are no fences. There's no like, well, uh, property boundary lines or or whatnot. And so yeah, they just you know, uh, you'll. You'll be sitting at a river and just kind of meditating on it and, you know, in a way to kind of speak the nature back to itself. They create these these different tones to mimic to mimic their the sounds of their life. Uh -huh. And they apply them into their, their folk music. So um, what percentage would you say of the Tuvan population is nomadic? That's difficult um, <clears throat> because actually there are they're many. Moving around. There, there are many. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's hard to get a census. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> the census takers that go out to this particular field. Oh, they're not here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they were here last time, right? right, right. You go 50 uh, miles away. Wait, well, they usually actually that. go back, and I mean, it's really? it's seasonally. They they go. They they have uh -huh. a place in the summertime. There's summer camp, and then their winter camp. Which uh -huh. is different, uh, you know, for for grazing opportunities and uh -huh. whatnot. But uh, many Tubans uh, have, you know, their yurt camp, which they call Al's, mm -hmm. A L. Uh, and but they also 
uh, have, say, like a place in either a village or like the city of Kazil. Mm -hmm. So there, you know, a lot of people who live in the city actually still maintain their their yurt camp, you know, or they hire people to do it for them and they move, you know, back and forth from the summer to the winter place. Is it a modern city? Uh, it's It's getting there. The infrastructure is a little... It's, I mean, it's not what we would consider, you know, that, uh -huh. I mean, but there are roads and, you know, the cars and uh -huh. stoplights and uh, shops and uh -huh. even malls and, really? uh, yeah, yeah, theaters and whatnot. Uh -huh. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Mm -hmm. um, their culture is very important to them. So uh -huh. I, I love, I love their, uh, uh, you know, the priorities uh, that they ha that the Tuvans have, you know, so there's the White House, and they call it the White House, where yeah. the uh, the chairman, or what we would know as uh, some sort of president of Tuva, uh -huh. uh, is, you know, where he works. Uh, and right across this beautiful uh, central plaza is the uh, the National Theater, which is as big, if not bigger, than the White House. You know, it's oh, more yeah. prominent, yeah. you know, you know, and so I, I, I really, I really respect that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being an artist, you know. Uh -huh. um, what, what is what is, uh, is, is is there a lot of interference from the central government in, in Russia? Uh, interference, well, control. Uh, yeah, there, well, you know, actually, most of the control is from 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 Moscow. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Tuva is pretty dependent on Moscow for uh -huh. for services, for infrastructure, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they and they've also adopted the the style of uh, of governing there uh -huh. um, as well. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, interference. I, or, it's it's or, interesting or has, because you know if it wasn't for uh, you know Moscow and whatnot, yeah, you know, yeah. too, it would be a very different place. You know, it'd yeah. probably be Chinese. Uh, you know, huh. um, uh, and you know, there there it's a good chance that they're you know, I mean, their culture would uh, you know quickly disintegrate, you know, like like it's done to a lot of other places. But, are Tuvans uh, Asian in appearance? Yes, they are. They're very similar to or what they you know, to the layman they're they're it's hard to tell the difference between a Tuvan and a Mongolian. Ah. Yeah. But there are differences. There are cultural differences. There are singing differences. There really? are, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What are the singing differences? Um well uh the Tuvans would say they have a much uh, uh, richer, I would say like a more full spectrum of uh style of throat singing of where <clears throat> the uh the the Mongolians have a very high pitched they, they, they generally start from very high, uh which makes their well which what I what we call sugut style, which is the the whistling style. <clears throat> you know, they start a very higher. Where as the Tubans, they they actually have much more of a, a wide range uh, of. Uh, of of tones, you know, it's it's basically to whatever your voice is, you yeah, know. Yeah. There's there seems to be a standard tuning mm -hmm. in Mongolian music of where the Tuvans basically they you tune basically to where you're where you're comfortable singing basically. Uh -huh. So there's no standard tuning. It's not 440, uh -huh. you know. So yeah. So uh yeah. Um, there are many, many different styles, different techniques of, of tube and throat singing.
um, you know, different ways of combining and and uh, you know, you know, uh, basically just uh, uh, I guess a richer palette to choose from. It mm -hmm. seems. Yeah. How old were you when you first heard it? Oh. So I were must have been twenty-seven. Uh -huh. Twenty-seven when I first heard it, and uh, where were you living? I was living here in Portland. You were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a friend made uh, made me a uh, a mixed uh, tape, uh -huh. uh, and uh, uh, this is the time when you know after the fall of the Soviet Union, yeah. where you know. Beforehand, before the fall, it was very difficult to either get in or out of Tuva, you know. And so when that happened, they, the you know the the culture really flourished outside Tuva. And so yeah, all of a sudden it was like you know uh, brought to the world, and so people started really resonating with it pretty quickly. A friend of mine, uh, he made me this uh, this uh, a mixtape of uh, of this group called Hunhurtu. Uh -huh. um, uh, which they still uh, travel the world and do festivals and tours and whatnot. They they come here pretty often, actually. Yeah, uh, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah, they're really great. Yeah, good, yeah they're amazing. Yeah, good guys, yeah. good guys too. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I I saw them at the Aladdin in '98. You did? Yeah, kind of pushed my way up to the front row uh -huh. and. Uh, Bootlegged the performance and took it home and studied it. <laughs> and that's how Had you that ever worked. heard anything like it? Oh <laughs> um, well, they're the Gyuto monks, the uh -huh. Gyuto monks of of Tibet, uh -huh. uh, where they do a similar type of throat singing, uh, you know, in their chants, you uh -huh. know, for meditation and for, you know, banishing evil spirits. That's what they use the their their style. I can't really do it. it it's different than the. You know, it's a different technique. You I can't do it. Well, I, I haven't really. I haven't. I mean, as you far could. as what they do, right. I, I, you know, I'm not sure exactly how to do their technique. Uh, you know, but you could if somebody taught you. Probably, Probably. I could do it. Yeah, yeah. I, could. I have. I have kind of an ear for these things, but you know, but um. So what what kind of music uh, were you into before you heard this stuff? Wow. Uh, I I really since I was a teenager, I was always been kind of. Searching for, uh, I guess, a way to kind of express m my weird side, uh -huh. you know. So initially it was just kind of like weird things. So I got into like new wave punk and uh -huh. goth stuff, and 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 a lot of this stuff actually kind of combined with a lot of classical elements of what I was studying. I, I was uh, I studied voice when I was in. You know, all throughout school, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I always was trying to find a way to, you know, and that, that's just that stuff just kind of appealed to me. And you know, by the '90s, there was a, you know, pretty sizable subculture of people who were going out and searching for, you know, uh, these uh, uh, non-conventional like ways of making music from all over the world. Yeah. And you were in bands. I, I had been in bands, you know, more more conventional stuff, you know, playing guitar and singing and mm -hmm. and whatnot. But uh, yeah, yeah, there was there was a time when it was uh, when I started. Uh, uh, really kind of doing kind of how should I say psychokinetic explorations of my of my my body of my of how to make and you know, kind of like 
how to make sounds, how to kind of reimagine uh, what music is, and and uh, you know any any kind of music. You know the the purity of the heart is really what's important, and so you know I try to kind of maintain that as much as possible. And uh, yeah, just uh, I found out that uh, you know you know by by doing my throat singing, it was a really great. Uh, vehicle for me to express kind of this frequency that I was that I would experience you know and so it was a great way to to kind of convey convey that to people and it was much more much much more so than than poetry or lyrical content uh, it seemed you know like 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 opera you know when you first start opera nobody you know and you know if you don't know like you know Italian you yeah. know uh, you know, it's it still moves you. Sure. You know the 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 essence, the energy that that they're trying to convey does does come through, and that's kind of the experience that I really that I always really enjoyed. And yeah. so, you know, it's kind of a challenge, kind of to get people kind of resonating where you are, uh, you know, through music. And uh, throat singing is a really great tool for that. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever sing any opera? I did sing opera, yeah, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I did. Uh, well, when I was in high school, yeah. I did stuff like the Marriage of Figaro, and you did. yeah, yeah, and oh. in college as well, yeah, yeah. Um, I was, I was really into like medieval music. I, I really? sang in the like, um, uh, like uh, octets that were like magical octets and stuff really? like that. I really, really loved that. Uh -huh. I loved that. Uh, <clears throat> I lo I loved the fifths, and I loved <laughs> I loved singing and perform you know performing in places that had really nice uh, acoustics and whatnot, and you know yeah, and I really loved the material, and it was it was uh, a lot of that stuff is very uh, I don't know how should you say like um, very innocent, but uh, kind of like sure like a little a, a little playful. You know, yeah, a little playful yeah, kind yeah. of. I don't know, some some kind of you know, a little any bit of your, trouble here and there. Any but of your uh, teachers yeah. from back then know what you're doing now? Yes, yes, my <laughs> high school teacher, yeah, yeah, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Grokenberger, uh -huh. uh, back in California. Yeah, I've paid a visit to her, I've shown her what <laughs> what I do, and you know, <laughs> you know, as to any vocal teacher, they'll say, "Oh my God, what are you doing?" You know, but yeah, yeah. she's like, "Well, it seems like you've been doing it for a while, and it seems like your voice is maintaining." Yeah. So, yeah. you know, great, 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 great. <laughs> I have expected her to just, you know, have a heart attack and say, "Oh my God, what are you doing to your beautiful voice?" Ah, you know, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, how has it affected your voice? Oh. You know, I mean, it's, 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 I can't it's, really tell if it's just you know I've been doing it for so long that you know everybody's voice you know matures and they even you know you yeah. never stop. I mean, uh, you know when when I'm 60 or 70, you know my voice is definitely going to change. You know uh -huh. I've noticed, uh, you know I go back you know to listen to recordings and whatnot of how my timbre has changed. There's a lot of similarities, but you know there's a Christmas. A youthful crispness yes. that's you know slowly yes. fading away, but I don't think that has anything to do with my 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 throat singing per se. Yeah, you know. And actually, I try not to. I mean, I try not to to push my voice that much. You know. I mean, I do warm up and whatnot, uh -huh. but uh, uh, you know, uh, I uh, well, you know. I mean, I guess I can just put myself against like a lot of these throat singers who are throat singing like like uh, all the time. 
Wow. All the time, all the time. And, you know, they, they still maintain a really beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful tone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, is, you know, is it because it's, it's, it's a muscular thing? Uh, yes. Uh, I, I guess in the, in this, yeah, in a way it is, but, you know, you're, you're, you're vibrating these, these kind of vocal fold, folds underneath your yeah. normal. Uh, uh, vocal cords, uh -huh. and uh, yeah, I guess you know if you use them, you, I mean enough. I mean some people, you know, you and and many like people who chant like the Gyoto monks, you know, they uh -huh. have a lot of them have problems with developing nodes, really, and so they have to go and, and yeah. some of them are flown here to get them removed and wow. and whatnot, you know. Uh -huh. So that's always a danger, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't sing enough to for it to be, you know, damaging. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I can sing karaoke. I'll go do some <laughs> screaming Jay Hawkins, and that'll be way worse for my voice than throat singing. You know, so I don't know, man. I think you put a spell on people when when you when you put the Soraya mm -hmm. outfit on. Yeah, 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 <laughs> that's yeah. He's, that's when you he, really put a spell on somebody. Right, you know, right, right. You know, I met screaming Jay Hawkins one time. Oh man, I am so jealous. That's <laughs> great. I for a while I was going around saying I was one of his illegitimate children. <laughs> Just because, you know, I mean, he was a big influence on me. For yeah, sure. I was I was hanging out with Otis Blackwell, who wrote oh, Don't uh, Don't Be Cruel, All Shook Up, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Great Balls of Fire, Return to Santa Carolina. And he was this, this really great, this, it was just this wonderful little guy, Otis Blackwell. Anyway, and he said, listen, I'm going to take you to, I was in New York, I'm going to take you to meet. I'm going to take you down and meet a friend of mine tonight who was performing. A friend, yeah. And there he was. <laughs> there he was with the skull on the piano and the whole thing. Oh, and he was man. just a guy. You know, yeah, well, he's just but, a guy. Right, but, right. You know, but he was screaming <laughs> Jay Hawkins. <laughs> I, yeah, he died. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he was uh, well, either on tour or was about to embark on a tour. Yeah. And I was so excited. And, uh, yeah. yeah you know about this. You know, you've heard the story of how that got recorded, right? Oh, uh, the, the song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, where it wasn't good enough until he drank, and right. then that's, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they all took a break. Yeah, right, right, came right. Back, came back in the bag, and then right. there it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, uh, when did the – and what is – okay, I don't want to call it – I don't want to call Soraya a character because obviously it's you, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and it is part of your personality. Yeah, uh, but when when did that begin to emerge, and how did it emerge? emerge? Well, uh, there were a couple of signs that were before I actually, you know, embraced it as a part of as a part of my being. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, back in the early '90s when I was living in Oakland, I was writing music and I wrote this song about <clears throat> my, I guess. The, the more eternal aspect of myself, uh -huh. you know, speaking to my body self. It's like this conversation of like, you know, the, the, the eternal essence of the, you know, universal consciousness speaking, uh -huh. giving advice about, uh, you know, about life uh -huh. and what's beyond it and whatnot. And so uh, I had... Uh, I, you know, I was, I, I recorded it in the studio in the, I couldn't figure out a name for this song. Uh -huh. And so I had the, uh, the engineer help me. He was like, well, what's it about? And I was like, oh, I told him, it's like, you know, disembodied self, the, the stellar conscious, universal consciousness speaking to the body, this, this very uh -huh. uh, temporal kind of existence. And he's like, well, who is that? 
and I just kind of went blank, like, just like my eyes rolled up in back of my head, and I just kind of phonetically, energetically said Soraya. Wow. And that's what came out of my mouth, and and uh, that's that's what we ended up calling the the song the course of Soraya. And well, what did that mean to you? Uh, it was just an energetic, phonetic kind of thing that yeah. sounded appropriate, sounded right. good, right. sound felt good, yeah. felt good, felt felt accurate. An improvisation that you just didn't even. Th- you, yeah, just, no, just, no, it, it was. Out, yeah, yeah, I didn't think about it. Yeah. I didn't think. Okay, what? what okay, maybe it's just start with an S. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Right, it was right. just. Boom, it just happened, yeah. You know, just a little clock on the head, and then just uh-huh. you know, it was great. That's that's kind of where I like to come from, even in my my my. You know, even that's kind of maintained uh-huh. throughout my career is just kind of. Dum. <laughs> what was the just gonna pop on the head, and so actually I used that for yeah. that that that. Uh, that track, mm-hmm. but I was, I, you know, I was like, well, maybe one day, maybe one day we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. You know, it'll become useful. Huh. And uh, yeah. What style of music was that tune? Oh, I would say it was kind of, um, I don't know, shimmery, all kind of alternative. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was done on guitar. It was interesting. I, it was guitar, and I had. Uh, like shimmery, kind of like Cocteau Twinsy effects uh-huh. on it. Real beautiful, really lush, very very spacey kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I ha- I had a drum, a kick drum pedal on a on a uh, an aluminum air duct. Wow! So with a soft kind of like mallet. So it so yeah, it was just kind of a a slow rhythmic kind of thing. Uh-huh. Kind of a cosmic rhythm I was trying to kind of invoke with this, but uh, yeah, it's a really pretty song. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, wow. That's what that. Yeah. So you know, I. St- okay. So it started <laughs> kind there. Of the, yeah. What's that? It started there. It kind of started. I put it in my pocket yeah. and didn't use it. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. you know, involved in a number of projects, and then I moved to Portland. I started. Mm-hmm. Uh, up with a, a band of a friend of mine that I knew down in the Bay Area called Black Orchid, and then uh, yeah, when I moved here in '96, I like immediately was just like swarmed with all these different projects: Big uh, Big Milk Bath, Sumerland, Mesmer, like all these things. I, at one point, I was like eight kicking bands of wow. different different kind of styles of music, but it was always kind of had this like yeah. real free form kind of flow. We used to play like the O, the Paris Theater, the Satyricon yeah. and all that stuff, you know. It was a really thriving underground scene. Yeah, yeah, time. absolutely. Back yeah. then, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, met, I met Noah Mickens in 97. Right, right. That's yeah. about the time this was all yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So. so I put that in my pocket and then uh, uh, I... I had a, a, I'll say, a very intense uh, meditation on my birthday. We had gone to the cemetery. Which and, birthday was it? Uh, oh, God, that was 90, 97. So it was like, no, about my 20, 26 or 27 birthday. Oh, well, you were just a kid. I, well, you know, it's funny. Like a lot of people die around that age, and yeah. then I, then yeah, I yeah, kind right. of started this new kind of thing at yeah. that point, you know. But uh, yeah, 
I would say it was a very deep kind of meditation that I was in, and uh, I started throat singing, and I get just another kind of bonk on the head of where, like, wow, you know, this is missing from the conversation uh -huh. um, in music and whatnot. I mean, yeah, sure, some people know about throat singing, but kind of like how I applied it in this kind of, mm -hmm. in this way of, like, it was just, like, as 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 pure of a frequency as I could muster, you know, very animated, you know, just really get <clears throat> very entranced, almost like a possession, you know, uh, that uh, that I would use the throat singing as a vehicle in order to kind of like you were possessed. Thing. Yeah, yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah. I was. It was like a possession of my pure potential, you uh -huh. know, like all this cells in my body were just like electrified and uh -huh. come up and I would, uh, you know, get very animated and movements and, you know, things and yeah. Yeah. Now, had the, had the, the, the dress, the costume, the, whatever, well, I don't know what you call it. Uh-huh. Regalia. Yeah. Regalia. Okay. Uh -huh. I don't want to be disrespectful. That's, that's, you know I appreciate saying. that. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, uh, my PJs. Because yeah. it, it is, it is totally <laughs> unique, you know. Yeah. Here. Uh, uh -huh. nobody's, nobody's yeah. ever no, nobody uh, had really had ever seen that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you were you, you were a unique personality, a unique force, <clears throat> and people just went, "What's that?" Yeah. What's that? Right. You know. Right. I mean, uh, and that's before. I mean, when I, I saw you several times. Matter of fact, you were in a, a an Oregon Art Beat story that I did. Yes. Yes. And I had no idea what I was looking at. Mm -hmm. I was totally ignorant. Mm -hmm. uh, of of throat singing and mm -hmm. uh, what whatever it is that you were doing, but you couldn't you couldn't people you couldn't take your eyes off of you, mm -hmm. you know, or I couldn't take my eyes off of you because right. you were so unique mm -hmm. in your sound and in and in your outfit, and your, your you know in, in, in your regalia. Yeah, How, did was that a gradual thing getting that that regalia together? And what, what was it? Was it a, was it, you know? I mean, obviously, it's intentional, but yeah. what was the intent? Well, the intent was. The intent of it is, well, first of all, it helps me in my process in order, you know, to kind of break down my, you know, normal day routine kind of consciousness. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Also, I think music deserves kind of a bit of theatricality. Uh -huh. uh, it deserves, you know, somebody who's coming to see you. I'm going to really immerse yourself. You know, it's not like you're like, okay, I'm just... You know, coming in my yeah. tennis shoes and yeah, yeah. my T-shirt and whatnot. Like I mean, that's else pro appropriate for some right. bits of music. You know, yeah. you know, you know, the stuff that just kind of like nonchalantly, nonchalantly, yeah. like kind of, uh, you know, expresses their world and whatnot. But <clears throat> and that appeals to some people. But you know, I, I really, I really wanted to kind of divine the moment to show people that there's uh, other forms of consciousness in our world that maybe have noticed or maybe you weren't aware of, you know, that's actually going on, you know. Uh, you know, usually it, it keeps itself pretty, I don't know, uh, selective, you know. Uh, a lot of people really don't want that in the, uh, in the public realm, but I think, I, think, I think it's necessary, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're here to kind of expand, you know, universal consciousness in, the, in, the, in a way. And so, yeah, why not... Why, why hold back, yeah. you know? Why or hold as back? Burroughs used to say, <laughs> why stop there? Why stop anywhere? Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. And this is something I learned, uh, a great lesson I learned from uh, my study in Bhutto, 
uh, uh, was uh, one of my teachers, Diego Pinon. Um, he said, you know, always dance to and follow it to the ultimate consequence. You know, why, why, why just, you know, stop? You're not doing yourself a favor. You're doing everybody else a disservice if you're not fully immersed, fully embodied, fully animated, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I try to keep that in mind, yeah. you know. Okay, yeah. so all this is going on. And you must have been drawn to Tuva to, to, to be there, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When did you when did you first go? Uh, I first went in 2007. <clears throat> I had uh, oh, done that's, now. That's a, you were, you've been doing this for for quite a while. But yeah, 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 I've been there six times. Yeah. Now, being before you got there, you had you you had been. Oh, correct, yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> in 2005, I was uh I was invited to go and study at a uh, uh an intensive throat singing uh workshop or throat singing camp down in California with mm -hmm. this group uh, of master throat singers called Chigil Chin. Yeah. And uh, so they did a... I saw them at, at Lewis and Clark. Yeah. 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 Great guys. Yeah. Great guys. Yeah. And they've... Uh, each of them have uh, become extremely uh, important as far as the, the, the Tuvan culture goes. You know, the Aldar, uh, Aldar Tamdin, one of the members, he is now the uh, Minister of Culture of Tuva. Really? Yes. Wow. Igor Koshkende, he's the director of the uh, Tuvan Cultural Center, uh -huh. uh, and uh, Mongunol Ondar, he is a, uh, uh, a, a nationally recognized artist, and not just in Tuva, but of all of Russia, which is a, a big statement because, you know, uh, the the Russians kind of, you know, they they. It, it's it was difficult for them to kind of like, okay, well, yes, he's a Russian artist, you uh -huh. know. Because it's so different from yeah. you know you know what 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 people normally think of as Russian culture like you know totally yeah. and so uh, yeah yeah that was a very important thing uh, for for Tuva and for obviously for him and mm -hmm. everybody who knows him yeah so I've studied with them uh, in 2005 and in 2006 again and uh, they invited me to go to uh, the first international throat singing camp in Tuva in 2007 that must have been so gratifying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty great to, yeah. you know, you can learn so much about you know technique, uh -huh. these techniques and what, and you can master them to us to one level or another. But to go there and actually experience the land of where you know these these techniques come from, uh -huh. I mean, you really it really helps to kind of like set the stage for where you're singing from. You know, it's going to create associative memories of where, what, what, where they're actually singing about. You know, yeah, yeah. you know, you can go to, you don't have to go to Tuva in order to, 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 to be moved by, uh, you know, a lot of these throat singers. I mean, they convey perfectly yeah. well yeah. just through sound, like where, where it is they live and how they live. And uh, but to, to really actually go there, that was a, a very, uh, a very inspiring, very profound experience. Yeah. What language? Is spoken in Tuva. Uh, well, Tuvan. Okay, there is yeah. a actual there's, Tuvan language. There is okay. a Tuvan language. I'm, I'm completely ignorant. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's <laughs> all good. But they also speak Russian. They do. Many do. Yeah. Many do. Yeah. There's some Tuvans that don't speak Tuvan. Huh. They only yeah. speak Russian, and there's some Tuvans who don't yeah. speak Russian. They only yeah. speak Tuvan. Yeah. Okay. You know, it generally has to do with like you know proximity to the 
uh, urban center. Okay. Yeah. So there, there are, I'm, I'm guessing there are no direct flights from the United States into Tuva. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right about that? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shoot, there's no direct flights from here to, you know, in many places in the U.S. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, jet, yeah, you'd, you'd be you're correct. Gonna, you're not going to jet, jet flew into, into Tuva. Right, right. I, oh, God. That would make my life so much easier. But at the same time, I kind of kind of like the idea of it being, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, off the beaten path. A I journey. Mean, oh, yeah. Every time yeah. is a journey. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, to greater or lesser levels of uh, success you know at the first few times it took me six days in each direction to get from wow. here to there wow. yeah, yeah yeah disasters and huh. you know canceled flights and missed opportunities and yeah just like you know things that just so what's what's the, where, where is, what's the connecting flight into tuba where does that come from well now i've got it down okay i've got it down now uh there's the direct flight from here to uh, amsterdam which is a blessing I'll bet. Because I try to avoid the eastern seaboard at all costs, basically. <laughs> and so I got Wait a, a direct minute. flight from – well, well, I <laughs> just mean, there's just – it's, it's just a magnet for delays and cancellations Very and whatnot. True. I mean, the weather and everything, you just kind of want to go over that. So and, we go from and, here and, to – And bad attitudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I go from here to Amsterdam and then to Moscow. Uh-huh. And um, – they have just started actually having direct flights from Moscow to Kazil, uh-huh. which they do have an airport there. But, I mean, okay. it's just so – I think it's like only a couple of flights a week. Uh-huh. So you have to kind of you know uh, time it right. But generally what yeah. I do is I fly into uh, a city called Abakan where they have regular flights out of Moscow, uh-huh. uh, daily flights out of there. So – yeah, yeah. And it Abakan usually ends in, up being Abakan is in Tuva. Al- Abakan is actually in Hakasia, the neighboring uh, state, the neighboring the neighboring uh, little republic, Hakasia. And nobody's uh, ever heard of that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> right. The only reason people have heard of Tuva is because of Tuvan Ferguson. Right, right. There, there are a number of rich cultures. Four people there, in Hakasia. Uh-huh. If they only had a, if they only had a, a musical genre. People well, they used they to. Are. They used to. They've been inundated a bit more of the Russians, uh, and so okay. They're, they're so, all right. So you're you're flying in uh-huh. the first time. What what is it like for you? To, well, to luckily for me, it was you know with a group of people that we met in uh-huh. in uh, in in Moscow, yeah. and we all took the same flight. We were all picked up by the same. Well, we had a tour guide there. Yeah. So yeah, it was interesting. You know, uh, it was very interesting. You know, <laughs> flying over flying into Moscow, it was just kind of. For the first time, yeah, it was like the United States, but like bizarro United States. Yes, you know, yeah, uh, uh, yeah that was that was very interesting. Uh, uh, flying into Abakan, <clears throat> uh, you, you got you got a sense of you got a sense of how you know how different things are there. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, but they do they do pretty well, so. Uh-huh. You know, uh, then we took the. You could take from there. You take a six-hour cab drive wow. from Abakan into Kazil, through beautiful, beautiful country. Uh, uh-huh. There's a there's a mountain pass you go through, and it's just gorgeous. Uh-huh. 
and uh, a lot of birch trees, of birch forests, and whizzing by, and wow. it's just this blur of white. You know, so it was really interesting. Yeah. You come down, you go up the pass, and you come down, and then you're in Tuva. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's very different uh, from Hakatsia. Uh, yeah, the villages, the, the you know the yurts, you know people yeah. in Hakatsia don't really do the yurt thing so much more. Mm-hmm. It's just the more of the uh, the wood, the log cabins uh-huh. that that, uh, yeah. that you have more in Russia, yeah. you know. But um, yeah, you come down and you can definitely feel an energetic difference, especially and, and geological difference. Mm-hmm. You know, you come down from the mountains and then there's the kind of the rolling hills, the steps, and you know, surrounded by mountains and whatnot. And you drive for a while and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then you, you drive by the uh, the uh, the Buddhist shrines or the hurays that are on the side of the road and designating particular spots, or whether it be a, a, a sacred spring or just like a spot on the side of the road that people stop and they pray to the spirits there for safe passage uh, for a white road. And, Was there and singing it, in the cab? <clears throat> no, no, there was no singing in the cab. <laughs> No, no, there wasn't singing in the cab. Uh, we were just, you know, it was, there was 13 of us in that group in the first year that I went there. Uh-huh. So, you know, we're just, you know, talking about, oh, well, so how did you get involved in this? And, you know, yeah, yeah. a lot of them were tourists who were, weren't necessarily uh-huh. into throat singing, uh-huh. uh, but they, you know, they wanted to find out more about Tuvan culture. Some were just, you know, adventurers who just yeah. found this incredible opportunity to go to a place where not many Westerners have ever been. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so what, what was your experience finally getting to, to sing with, with your peers? Uh, well, um, it was it was pretty amazing. I was I was so revved up. I bet I was like, "Let's go! I'm so down for this." You know, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, you know, let's go. Let's you know, let's do this. You know, I wanted to I wanted to work out like everything. You know, all the you know, I wanted to make sure I was doing it properly. I was, yeah, you know, and so uh, I, it was. It was fantastic. Well, I had studied with uh, Chigul Chin, who were there doing doing uh, the good portion of the uh, yeah. of the singing. But also, I had uh, was able to study with some other people who weren't able to travel to the United States. Uh-huh. Uh, Nachon Chodu and uh, Shon Cholai, Orjak uh, Chodu, uh, uh, this couple, uh, and it was a female throat singer, and she was giving lessons to us as well. Uh, I had studied with a number of different people with you know there that, that were just amazing people when you say giving lessons what is it that they like teach one on one kind of like okay here's <clears throat> and then you say okay you do it okay uh-huh. you know it's just basically cuz just kind of a call and response style of uh-huh. of things and or they'll teach you some songs and you write down phonetically in you know your language what it what it means and yeah yeah uh, or how it sounds, you know. So yeah, yeah. They teach you songs. They teach you about, you know, and, you know. They give you, uh, you know, instrumentation. You know, uh, like the, uh, you know, they'll, they'll hand you an igil, and you know, there'll be a little, What's little that? clinic about, you know, playing the igil, which is, is the igil is a, the um, uh, uh, kind of a throat singer's kind of companion instrument. It's mm-hmm. a kind of really a drone, drone instrument for the most part, but you can play melodies on it. So basically, a two two-string bowed instrument with a horse head carved on the top. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. That's the uh, that's the throat singer's companion. Uh, 
Yeah. There are a couple of other ones, uh, Doshpalur, which is kind of a, uh, it's a Tuvan banjo, you know, it sounds like very much like that, but you know, all very, all very, you know, uh, uh, these convey, these convey as much as like the, the, the voices, like the, where they're from, you know, yeah, you know, it's, it's really great, really great. Really does convey like you know yeah. being out in the middle of nowhere. And what are you going to do? You know you have what do you have available to you? Uh, you have wood. You have your skins. Uh, you know, you know guts. You know for the strings or whatever. You know it's it's pretty interesting. Horse hair for the, sometimes for the strings of, of uh, the uh -huh. gills and whatnot. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty Was there ever a sense of what's this American coming over here? Oh, absolutely. Well, I think mostly, though, they were very, very welcoming, and they were just yeah. so honored that somebody would travel so want, right? far to yeah. come and check them out. They were, they were truly touched, That's and great. that was. And they're, they're very, very hospitable people, right? And uh, yeah, and they want to share everything with you. Wow. They want to. They want to. They want to say, "Oh, over here, there's this. Try this, and oh, look at this, and mm -hmm. you know." So yeah, yeah, it's it's. They're really welcoming people. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the Tuvans kind of differentiate themselves from the for the Russians. You know. Yeah. So you know, they're they're very. They're, they're, oh, hell, Oregonians they're, differentiate themselves from Washington. Oh, right, right, right. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People in Portland differentiate themselves from people in Salem. Yeah, yeah, God right. Sakes. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how long were you there the first time? I was there for three weeks wow. the first time. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I had to come back. You know, the next year, 2008, was when they had the International Throat Singing Symposium competition. Yeah. yeah. And uh, well, I that came was back. A, it must have been a whole different thing for you to actually be in a competition. It was. Yeah. It was. It was very, you know, though I, you know, I did pretty well. And I think, you know, uh -huh. you know, uh, I think it was my naivety that actually helped me. <laughs> hey. Yeah, whatever not? works, you know. Yeah, I was just yeah, so really. happy to be there. Sure. I was just so happy. It was just one of my, you know, yeah. items on my bucket list. Okay, if I can go there and participate in the throat singing competition, that's that's cool. That's uh -huh. okay. I've 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 completed my mission as it were. Yeah. But uh to to have done so well was a real surprise to me. Yeah. How, uh, where did you finish? I finished third overall. You finished third. Now, were you, did did you perform multiple pieces, or was it one? Main I performed piece? one piece, yeah, but with multiple styles. You have oh, to try yeah. to oh, kind of really? cram as many wow. styles in there, really, uh, yeah, gracefully as you can. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. There's mm -hmm. no equivalent to that, is there, in in, in, in the United States? Uh, no, probably not, because everything has to be compartmentalized over here. Right. You know, that's right. weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Wow, so uh, that must have been thrilling. It was, it was uh, to that point, it was the most amazing time of my life. It had to be. Yeah, and yeah. to get like such an awesome response yeah. from the people there, you know, it was now, very, very, it was, uh, it, it contrasted greatly to my America's Got Talent <laughs> we're, experience. We're, we're going to get to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but the, um, uh, were you... Enrique, or were, or were you Soraya? Uh, I was Enrique there. Okay. I, I was doing right. I, what what I do there is uh, uh, you know uh, for for the competition. Uh, I try to 
definitely try to kind of differentiate that's the you know where I, I'm mimicking what they do yeah you know Soraya is a different thing I mean I use yeah. the techniques in order to kind of create like a sacred space right you know right. there it's to there it was just to kind of um, to really uh, honor them honor their honor their their art and uh, to to say that you know to to show them how much it had affected my life and yeah. how much you know I appreciated it you know so before so. we get to the complete opposite of that yeah <laughs> uh, you 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 met someone over there yes yes I did I did yeah, yeah the first time I was there uh, I met uh, I met this uh, this she was actually the niece of uh, Nachun and Shonjalai, some of my teachers there. Mm -hmm. So at the end of our our uh, our, uh, our you know clinic, yeah, or we we had a little little concert at the end, mm -hmm. and uh, she was there, and uh, yeah, just I was just like totally blown away. I was like, wow, yeah. But I she stood up and she was pregnant, and I was like, wow, some guy, a really lucky guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, so we kind of developed a uh, you know, kind of relationship over the years, and uh -huh. uh, yeah, yeah. Now we have a son down there. His wow. name is Enriquito. He's the <laughs> most beautiful little happy guy. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute, so cute. Yeah, I'm trying to get back to him as soon as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, it didn't work out between her and I, but uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah. We'll try to get there as much as possible. Try to bring him here, and uh -huh. uh, you know, you teach him to sing. Have you I, he. To sing? <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a problem. I mean, he's he's really good at mimicking things, and you know, I have one time, you know, had heard him do a little grunt after I was doing some throats. <laughs> so cute! This kid just like blows me away. Yeah, I melt whenever I see him. He's just the cutest thing. All right. Yeah. Well, let's get down to yes. the really dumb stuff, which uh -huh. is how people on America's Got Talent reacted to you. Uh huh. I've seen the video. We're yeah. gonna the video will be on, on this page. Yes, it is. It is the dumbest, stupidest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever seen. I mean, here you are. You're a great artist, in my opinion. You right. know, and you, you're right. doing your thing, and they're just going. Who's that? It's like, Who's? yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's like, it was too much for them to kind of handle. How did some, that happen? Something. I mean, how did you end up on there to begin? Well, with? a friend of mine. Nate Carson, yeah. uh, he uh, gave me a phone call and said, "Hey, I've got um, I've got an in on on the streamlining <laughs> the the uh, audition uh, process. If you want to try out for this thing," and I was like, "You know, I've lived such a crazy life. You know, this seems to kind of fit in that kind of thing. You Why know, not? whether I do good or bad. You know, yeah. whatever. You know." So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I called up the uh, producer. I told her what I was about. She's like, we must have you on TV. <laughs> and I sent her a couple of links and like, oh, my God. She saw the, she saw the regalia and she yeah. was like, oh, we have to have that. You oh. know? So, uh, you know, instead of standing in line with a bunch of people in Portland at the, uh, at the, the Rose Garden or uh -huh. the conventions or whatever, yeah. they, wherever they had it, they drove me down to uh, – Talent, Oregon. That's just so funny for me to think about. Okay, so there's a there's a there's a there's a, a an executive meeting, and they were like, okay, so I don't know anything about Oregon. What what do you know about Oregon? Oh well, well this 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 made. Oh, check this out. Wow, get this. There's a town in Oregon called 
get this, talent. Right. Oh, we got to send a whole, you know, group of people there. So we, you know, oh my God. It was Unlike just, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, which was named after the show. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. So I drove down there and I, yeah. I uh, auditioned and uh, they said, "Well, oh, we'll give you a call." And uh, you know, I I went to full regalia. They had it in a high school gymnasium. <laughs> I was at the free throw line. <laughs> So uh, yeah, they ended up calling me back, saying, "Yeah, you you made it, and uh, uh, we're gonna do this thing." So yeah. Well, did did those idiots that were on the show had they seen did they see any of your auditions? Uh, the 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 judges know, the producers oh. know, and they actually you know okay, so they when they accept you, they basically start concocting a narrative for you, <laughs> and so you know they take they take you know your narrative. Okay, you're a yeah. cab driver. Okay, so. You're a cab driver, but you just want to sing for your life, right? Yeah, yep, this is what you want. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of true, you know? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't want to be, you know, I don't mind being a cab driver. You know, it's, yeah. it's a great, perfectly it's good thing job you for and me. And, you know, yeah. and so, uh, yeah, so, but, you know, of course, you know, they format it into the, uh, the, you know, one of the seven Hollywood narratives. And so, yes. you know, just <laughs> like, you know, so, uh yeah. Blue collar worker gets to have a show in Vegas. You know, you know the, the thing about it was is that that was never my intention. My intention right. was never to go in there and win a million dollars. It was never to go and have a, a, a show in Las Vegas. You know, they just kind of assume that's what people are. Right. And so they right. they can you know you know they can they can be pretty rough on people and you know and, they, and, and in order for this carrot at the end right but. I, I knew as soon as I got on there that that uh, it was going to be kind of a seed for something kind of deeper, more profound. Yeah. My 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 ultimate goal was very was 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 very humble. Mm-hmm. My goal was to for some somebody out in a trailer park out in in Arkansas on a route somewhere yeah. super just yeah. like uh, you know flipping through the channels and then just getting a and not even really realizing it you know yeah. it's just kind of a subconscious kind of seed that was yeah. like you know I mean ultimately what I really wanted was to kind of start you know just to teach people about it you know and that didn't happen then and I was really disappointed about that it was just like you know I started this thing and they just you know shut me down immediately did did you did you expect the judges to be such complete and utter assholes uh well i was prepared for that i was prepared yeah. for that you know i mean you know i mean they put you know it's the funny thing about it is like i could have gone on in my regular normal clothes and done some throat singing and they wouldn't have they wanted to put me on TV. It right. was my regalia. Right. It was because they wanted to, they wanted yeah. to, 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 to make a reaction. All they, all they want is a reaction, good or bad, one way or right. the other. What they don't want, what is death to them, is like tepid responses. Like, right. oh, yeah, it's okay. Right. Right. No, they want people jumping up and down, right. like screaming bloody murder, or they want some people jumping up and down, you know, right. you know, in, you know, in love with everybody, you know, right. with it, with the person. So, yeah. But uh, you know, I got out of it. What I did, you know, just as soon as as soon as I was on that stage, it was, uh, you know, I had I had uh, kind of realized that, and uh, you know, yeah, they got out of it what they wanted. They right. got a very strong audience, you know, reaction, yeah. Yeah. and that's good TV for them. 
you know, it's great. You know, we, I mean, we, we both got out of it what we wanted to. Um, I was, it was unfortunate that the, that the conversation about what the art was was completely lost on them. Yes. In fact, Pierce Morgan, it was, uh, he, uh, this part was edited out, that he, he basically said, oh, this is not a real thing. You're just making this up. I can do this. <laughs> you know, well, that, that was part of it, but they, they, yeah. you'll notice like there's an edit there. Yeah. But uh, they edited that out, so he didn't seem completely like culturally unaware of of, of, of things. Yes. Yeah, right, right, right. But uh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I wasn't surprised. I mean, it's just, you know, yeah. I mean, you you, you get th there's a there's a certain level of person that gets to be a judge on a show like that, you know, and, and that's, they they right. fit the they fit it perfectly, you know. Yes. It, you know. You know what I mean? Yes. You won't find me on there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, you know, uh, and especially because of this recent, you know, you know, this, this whole Reddit, uh, yeah. uh, the, the Reddit resurgence of the popularity of this video and, and just yes. the overwhelmingly positive <laughs> responses that I've gotten oh, yeah. for it and, and yeah. just so yes. much support and so much, yes. you know, uh, uh, so much like, you know, uh, uh, we started this conversation about, you know, you know, the deeper aspects of, oh, where does it come from? Oh, what is it, what is it like? Okay, who yeah. else does this? You know, like you started getting substantive, this substance and co right. substantive uh, conversation about tube and throat singing. And that's, that's right. what I wanted. I mean, right. it took five years to kind of come around to that level, right. you know, because, you know, when they first post the, uh, the video on YouTube, I mean, then you just got the, uh, the YouTube. Right people you know and <laughs> that could be pretty crazy you know <laughs> but you know if somebody you know like this guy it was really really great to post it up and then it just went it just took took off and uh, i was so happy that 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 it did in that way yeah. you know I mean, yeah. there was a lot of redemption also from i mean not just because you know you know people realize like you know how culturally unaware yes. and uncultured that these guys were you know uh, Plus mean spirited, you know, yeah, mean spirited, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, that, but, but, you know, we got we got to some good topics, and you know, I was really happy about that, you know, and you know, that's why we wanted to share this art with the world, you know, and I was finally able to do it on a large scale, you know, doing the uh, ask me anything on the, you know, on yeah. Reddit. So yeah, that was that was great, great, great. great. Yeah. Well, I know you have to get to work. I appreciate you stopping in. Yeah. Uh, we could continue. We could go on for an hour, another mm -hmm. hour. <laughs> yeah. It's always nice to see you. It's always nice to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, you too.